2: Everybody, welcome to the Roto-World Football Show. It's earlier in the week than you're used to catching us. The schedule is a little bit different with the holidays kicking off. Denny, Kyle, and I will preview the entire Week 12 slate on Tuesday afternoon, hopefully live Tuesday evening, early Wednesday morning for wherever you're traveling in these United States. But today, Denny and I will get to a big week of, unfortunately, a big week of injury news. Cooper Cup hurt. Devin Achan hurt again. <coughs> uh, Kenneth Walker hurt. Uh, some other Aaron Jones is hurt. Mm-hmm. There's there is some good news out there. Calvin Ridley has finally been saved. He's broken out. You know the Bills had a good first performance with new offensive coordinator Joe Brady. Justin Fields has a successful Week Eleven return. Of course, it was it resulted in a loss. Oh, that goes <laughs> <insane>. <laughs> that goes without yeah. saying. We also will preview, uh, maybe not in quite as thorough a form as we do on the preview show. We're going to preview this week's Thanksgiving Thursday slate. Gives you a. A uh, head start on that with the the Packers at the the Lions, uh, the Commanders at the Cowboys, whatever that team is called now, the Commanders is what they're called, and the 49ers at the Seahawks. First, Denny, do a little Week Eleven reflection. Something before the games that you could not help but notice on one of the pregame broadcasts of one of our chief competitors here at NBC. What did you see, Denny?
0: Well, your uh, your column, your Monday column on NBC Sports, uh, reminded me. Of this weird spectacle on the Fox pregame show, which I don't know why I was watching. I should have been watching uh, Peacock at the time, but um, it happened to be on. I'll blame the kids. And I I was transfixed by a site that I believe I've seen before. You have, and I'll explain how in a minute. You're right. I'm I'm looking forward to it, which is uh, Jerry Jones. Talking face-to-face, very close.
2: Very yeah, close. With Jimmy Johnson. Uncomfortably close. That's how they used to do it back in the 50s, though.
0: And, right. And inducting him into the ring of fame, the Cowboys ring of fame. Ring of honor. Sorry, ring of honor. And uh, I feel like I've seen this before. You're going to get to that in a second. But mostly what I couldn't stop looking at was Jerry really getting sappy, being like, oh, you've 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 coached our only good team for the past 40 yeah. years. Thank you for doing that. Come on, man. Tom Landry, I think, had a good team in the past 40 years, maybe. No. Um, Do you know how 40 years ago was was
2: 82? Yeah, no, 83. But but it was the, yeah, I guess that was the end times for the Tom Landry era. Yeah, they never won. They've had had one good run for 40 years. That's a bit strong. I mean, come on. They beat uh, Jason Garrett, won a playoff game that one time.
0: Yeah, our NBC colleague. that's true. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> So so anyway, the camera the camera's really focusing in on Jimmy. I I mean, this thing is zooming in very slowly, I should say, very slowly, but it's getting up in his pores, okay? Like that <laughs> like like that like that Yankees pitcher. Who was that Yankees pitcher who they used to focus right in on his pores?
2: Um a um,
0: uh, lefty, uh Pettit.
2: Oh, Andy Pettit. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Andy yeah, Pettit. Andy we Pettit. used to used to uh, every World Series game in the '90s, you have you had to look at Andy Pettit's pores for two and a half hours, <laughs> and uh, and this is what was happening to Jimmy Johnson, and they and the camera was desperate for him to cry. They ju- they just wanted him to break down so badly and just start weeping, and J- and Jimmy Johnson was having none of that. I think primarily, Pat, because no
2: two men hate each other more than Jimmy Johnson and Jerry Jones. No, they still hate each other. And Jerry Jones still loves himself though, of course, more than anyone on planet earth. So he thought I'll turn on the charm. I can't do a Jerry Jones at all. He thought he would turn on the charm and make Jimmy cry. there on the Fox network, you know, in his home, the Fox network is Jimmy Johnson's home and Jerry Jones. Like I'm going to get him to cry in his own house. And Jimmy steadfastly refused. Yeah. And I was watching it. I was like, man, I feel like Fox does this like once a year. And it's because they also did it last year when Jimmy Johnson was inducted into the real hall of fame. It's like oh. the Cowboys ring of honor. I mean, who cares? It's like a, your name yeah. a stadium for all time. It's not really that big of a deal. It actually is a big deal, but uh, they now Fox, for whatever reason, it's in Jimmy Johnson's contract. that once a year, they have to try to make him cry <laughs> on the <laughs> pregame show. And like, so next year like, we have Kevin Burkhart, you know, one of our primary game callers. He's not usually in the studio, but Kevin, uh, you're a special guest here today. You've got some really special news for Jimmy Johnson and what people who don't watch baseball might not know is that Kevin Burkhart hosts the Fox Baseball pregame and next year he's going to induct inform Jimmy Johnson he's been inducted into the National Baseball Hall of Fame and cuz he played high school baseball and right. like they they get a the special waiver from Cooperstown to induct Jimmy Johnson you don't understand we got to try to make him cry <laughs> and i'm not sure if that riff was worth it but uh kevin uh, get this guy to cry yeah, increasingly uh, escalating scenarios trying to get jimmy johnson to cry and he will not do it my, not- my
0: my main question would be why did it take 30 years to
2: get jimmy johnson into the <laughs> ring of honor because of true despisement, which is not oh, a word, but it's the, it's the fact that they just absolutely hate each other. Yeah, no, well, I mean, not enough people hate each other these days. Oh, yeah. everyone, ever, Like all, all we do is subtweet now. Right. It used to be like face to face rage or so. Yeah, I hate the guy. And they're trying to bring that back. its
0: I, also, I saw the North Carolina uh, basketball coach get up in uh, the Duke coach's face or, <laughs> or was it the other way around?
2: uh when was that i don't know i don't
0: know this weekend i don't they didn't, know. They didn't
2: already play that two wouldn't...
0: prominent basketball teams gotten each other the coaches got in each other's faces and i was like yes we need more of that
2: that wasn't unc duke i think that was like two big east teams like st john's or yeah. something how do you know the difference i don't know we we digress we better get started with her actually okay. so, uh very very bad well, jimmy johnson will never cry and that's fine i um, not everyone has to cry i mean i know that denny it's actually the first Florida football show we've ever begun without you crying. Um,
0: <laughs> it's a big deal. It's always been edited out. And yeah, I, I sure. think producer Adam, I thank you for that.
2: He does a hell of a job doing that Rams fans might be crying at any car. Cooper cup is injured again. Another right ankle injury. You may remember that from such right ankle injuries as Cooper cup last year when he required surgery. And sorry, that's a Simpsons joke. That was a, <laughs> <laughs> that was a Simpsons joke for anyone who does not know. Ah, uh, Troy McClure joke, but Cooper Cup ankle hurt again. I don't know, what is he? He's like day to day. He could be week to week. We don't really know, but he's on that Michael Thomas career trajectory where he has an historic season and then it's like essentially never plays again. Yeah. Uh, what do we tell people about Cooper Cup for the stretch run? Because he 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 with withstood the first Puka Nakua charge, but now with the second injuries had this year. I think even if he plays Week Twelve. Like the old Cooper Cup is officially gone. Do you agree with that take? Uh, what do you think?
0: Yeah. Well, we should we should note that the team, the team has come out to say that unlike the rent and unlike the safeties, the ankle sprain is very low.
2: Oh, good. Yeah, so what a surprise. Okay. Um, they're, it's, they're, it's, they've, they've observed it in Australia because, of course, <laughs> it's gone through the entire Earth, and just like you know, you dig a hole in your backyard and come out the other side. That's what they've done. With the it's ankle actually swim- a
0: bottom of foot injury, technically. Wow it's so low. You wow. you've ne- you've never quite seen a, a spring. And of course it's not low. Of course it's going to be high and he's going to miss multiple weeks. Uh and yeah I don't think that he's going to play uh this, this this coming week. Um it's great for Puka uh, even though Matthew Stafford is in what you, would you call it? Uh it's terminal decline. terminal decline. Yeah. yeah, I
2: wasn't trying to be funny, but it just uh yeah, his no. career is no, in no, terminal No, no, it's decline.
0: accurate. It's accurate. Uh and so we have but we we, we do have a a, a new uh, Entrance into the uh, target share for for the Rams, which is a guy named Austin Trammell.
2: Um, who is can, can you tell? Who am I following this? Yeah, and, Aust, Austin Trammell. Everybody, everybody, everybody
0: um, yeah. um he's scared. twenty. He's twenty five. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> he's played in eight games over two seasons with the Falcons and the Rams, mostly on special teams. He saw action six games with the Rams in 2022 and recorded 13 yards on two receptions. And then yesterday, folks, uh, again, Austin Trammell. Austin Trammell. uh, Was targeted on six of his 20 routes versus the Seahawks. That's really strong. Uh, Played 66% from the slot. His A dot was 4.6. So, folks, we have a scam. We do have a scam. We have a little scam on our hands, and I'm into it.
2: Honestly, uh, Ben Skronick down absolutely horrific. <laughs> <laughs> it was like there's just some guy now because uh, Ben Skronik was the like this some guy for like two years, and yeah. it turns out every time they targeted him, he would commit a game changing drop or turnover. So they moved on to the next totally random guy. It was
0: actually, I, I will suggest as an aside, when Ben Skronik would make a non catastrophic play, it was actually stunning. Yeah, like, like, no, no way. Like,
2: yeah, it was very, very noteworthy when Ben Ground like, would not totally ruin the game. But I, so, uh, what are we even doing with? I, I don't even, I just don't know what to tell people. Uh, Cooper Cup, I think he'll come back in a game or two. He'll be a low end, or excuse me, a high end wide receiver, too, who still pops up for wide receiver one days. Does that seem fair? I just feel like he, you can't call him like a top eight wide receiver one anymore. You probably can't call him a top 12 wide receiver one anymore. Receivers looked very deep in recent weeks. Now, all yeah. 32 teams are playing. It seems like that ghost. Is given and the re injury risk is just becoming too acute. Uh, does that seem accurate? Puka Nakua every week, wide receiver one. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you're on to something there with with Nakua as a, a wide receiver one. Uh, I guess, I mean, if Cup if Kup is in there, he's still going to see targets and in a pretty pass heavy offense. So, I, I guess he has that going for him. But can
2: Matthew Stafford still even support two wide right, receiver ones? Right. So, th-
0: that that's the question. That, that really is the question hanging over this whole situation is. Ken Stafford, who again is the as at the bottom of the NFL in past in completion rate over expected. Okay, Rams fans don't want to hear. I learned that yesterday. They don't want to hear that, but it's true. And he demonstrated his lack of accuracy when he missed Daryl Henderson for a wide open touchdown against the Seahawks. One of the worst throws you'll see this season. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Cup Cup has very. Little chance to achieve a ceiling outcome going forward. That's what I'll say.
2: Yeah, man. The, the receivers are too damn open now for Matthew. Sure. At these Zoomer receivers are just always wide open. What they am I supposed are. to do? Uh, Stafford has completed 17 or fewer passes in four straight games. He's completed oh. under 60% of his throws in three straight games. <clears throat> he has one multi-score effort all year. He has nine touchdowns, eight picks. It's just not like, yeah, I don't really think he can support. Even if it, even if it's like the world's narrowest target tree, which it always has been, I, someone is not going to be in the top 12 anymore on any given basis. And just feel like that I'm going to bet feel more comfortable betting on Puka Nakua, who stayed pretty healthy all year, than Cooper Cup. And at least the first week Cup is back, If even if that's week 12, I'm going to rank Nakua. Ahead of a Cooper Cup, Danny.
0: All right. Well, look, I said I just said pass heavy. All- that that's actually not the case. I actually had mentioned last week that the the Rams had gotten balanced or even run heavy uh, since week six uh, la- against the Seahawks in week eleven. They were twelve percent under their expected drop back wow. rate, which is really really run heavy.
2: And that was without a real running back. Kyron Williams might be returning for week twelve, so. That's one of those situations. Keep a locked to rotoworld.com to see what the deal is with Kyron Williams. Because it kind of seems like he will be back uh, to play the Cardinals on Sunday afternoon. So uh, Royce Freeman and uh, Dara Henderson could be out of our lives just as soon yeah. as they were in it. And we're going to be briefly out of your life. We have to take a short break. We'll be right back after this. Give a fantasy sports fan on your list the RotoWorld Draft Guide bundle and take advantage of our biggest Black Friday deal ever. Buy today and receive the 2024 baseball, football, and basketball draft guides for one low price. Use promo code BF2023 at checkout to receive 25% off and receive a $10 Fanatics e-gift card. Buy today at NBCSports.com slash Holiday
1: Bundle. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs. Sort of like your meats and other topics. And managing it as one big juicy investment. Hmm. Now that's pretty good. Learn more at Fidelity.com/slash baskets. Investing involves risks, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services LLC, member NYSC S-I-P-C. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed?
2: Sure. that injuries have been in decline in the NFL for several years running, not at quarterback this year, pretty strange outlier at quarterback this year where like 10 or 11 starting quarterbacks have been hurt. Mm-hmm. Quarterback mm-hmm. carnage. I feel like receiver and running back injuries have been on the decline. I, totally anecdotal. I'm sure there are people doing empirical studies on it, of course, but that was me leading into just seemed like a lot of people were hurt this week. And, what you've been in the the blurb game, the coverage game for a while. What is your sense on injuries? Have you noticed a change at all? More, fewer, or is this all in my mind? Well, I mean,
0: I think fewer really bad injuries for receivers and and running backs I, this season se- seems like. Uh, and then every injury to a quarterback seems to be like either season-ending or close to it. We're not we're not really getting the the nicks and bruises that I think we're no. used to at the quarterback position. I don't really know the explanation for that. Uh, I mean, the league has done everything it can to protect the quarterback position, e- except for put you know flags on the sides of their jerseys oh, to tear off.
2: Just do the rant, do the whole rant.
0: No, no, no. Look, I I'm for it. No, I you know, don't. I'm understand. joking. I know. I'm, I'm for it. No, I I I would like to live in a world where you can't
2: actually touch the quarterback. So I know you're watching the games through dad's. Been. Kill killing. Yeah, like, come on, break them in half. It used to be legal, and then they would come in back in the second half and play. Yep, and yeah. like, well, dad, you just said they killed them, and then they <laughs> would still play in the second half. <laughs> yeah, it was the 80s. Come on, yeah, they reanimated, <laughs> they respawned. Come on, it's the Zoomers say they respawned. No, oh, sorry, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't know. Anyways, that, that's uh, a yeah. very unnecessary lead into our Devin H. talk where uh, one carry, one, two touches. And he re-injures the knee. Just, this happens so often. It's absolutely insane. And where do the Dolphins go from here? It, they're claiming, just like Cooper Cup, it's a very minor injury. They're basically saying it's purely precautionary. He wanted to come back into the game. He did spend the rest of the game standing on the sidelines. Of course, this being the NFL, they have a quick turnaround. We now have a Black Friday game for some reason. We also have a day named Totally for Retail. Um, we'll get into that more into that later, though, Denny. On, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no we won't actually maybe you will in the the bad faith times but yeah <laughs> uh devon Han what could, what are we are we going to rank this we're not going to rank him as an rb1 the next time he comes back right and do you think he's going to play in week 12 against well you
0: you know you mentioned in your in your column today that H. strikes you and 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 me as well as a guy who requires absolutely perfect conditions to succeed and that means no nicks or bruises uh a, a good matchup nobody hitting him at all ever wow. um you know and and when he doesn't get that you know you you know what you you know what you get i i'm a little surprised it seemed like the dolphins were being careful with a chan i i'm not blaming the team but it is surprising to see a guy have to leave after two touches uh at, you know after being out for what six weeks yeah, was, I think
2: it was only the minimum four weeks, but it was four over weeks, a okay. month. Their bye week was in. Yeah,
0: there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And 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 you know, and I was surprised at how ineffective Raheem Moster was after that. As someone who played a lot of Raheem Moster in DFS, I was very surprised, in fact, because <laughs> man, it doesn't get better than a matchup against the Raiders as far as the rushing game goes. I'm not sure if he's falling off, you know, he's a little bit older, whatever, but that Dolphins rushing attack is uh, down pretty bad right now.
2: Yeah, Mostert, I've been beating this horse, hobby horse for a while. I don't think that's actually a phrase at all, but it seems like the second year in a row, he's just wearing down or he's not meant for these kind of workloads. And In his more veteran state, he has figured out how to stay on the field, at least, Raheem Mostert, but this seems like someone who cannot withstand these kind of workloads. The Dolphins basically have no choice but to heap on him. I have several tangents real quick. The Raiders in their yeah. defense, by the way, I think the, the Antonio Pierce bump just seems to be real and it seems like it's totally vibes-based somehow, but yeah, yeah he's just to- completely transformed this team, and they actually want to play football again. Uh, they're in every game. They've had a soft schedule heading into Week 11, but then Dolphins' turnovers has something to do with it, the defense had to force those turnovers, and it basically it were the first team to not get annihilated by Miami at home this year. That's right. Um, so the Raiders are a much-improved team. But yeah, my point on A-Chan is he's a tiny speed back, he seems like a running back position where you have to get used to playing injured, like you said. Just, it's just part of the game. You're always yeah. going to have like a deep bruise. You're always going to have some strain. You're never going to be anywhere near 100%. And his skill set just seems like one where if he loses even 5% of his yeah. speed or explosiveness, he's not going to be the guy the Dolphins need him to be. I just feel like the Dolphins constructed an amazing like injuries off offense. Yeah. But the, the rushing attack, this feels like too elaborate. They, they need like too many things to go right, mm-hmm. and when it went right, it was awe-inspiring. But
0: that—that's that, a good yes. Actually, it is an injuries-off offense. You're right. Uh, it's a Ferrari offense, and you know, it, I think it costs like like three thousand bucks to get your oil changed in a Ferrari. It does. So.
2: Yeah. I know from experience. That's <laughs> how I said that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I had to get new tires last week. Holy lord! This country. Oh my goodness! A little cheaper.
0: I, every time I had to get tires, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so you're telling me that people just, they just pay this.
2: Yeah, I know. Like, uh, it was little really <laughs> weird that when I had to get tires, I didn't know this was a normal part of the process. I Googled it and it is though, they actually had to accompany me to my safe deposit box. <laughs> where I took out just tens of thousands of dollars in bonds that yeah. I insured and just paid for my tires. Now like this tire, these tires are three times the sticker price of this car. Right? I mean, this is this house i don't know man so you just i just work here man
0: uh, it's it's, it's cra- i'm i'm always stunned i'm like so people come in here and they just give you this money yes. huh? new tires yes. <laughs> so, uh,
2: uh, tires could be a little cheaper but did yeah. you have anything left to say about H? H&M? oh man no i i i
0: just i guess you just stash him for now but man he is a risky start going forward
2: yeah, he is, and because man, but you, I, I feel like too he's to the point where the Dolphins now are gonna have to change course. Where they're probably gonna give him one more shot in that role that was so electric in weeks three to five. But how could you not treat him as like a bit player now, like a true change oh, of yeah. pace? For, mm-hmm. He was kind of change of pace in weeks three to five. I mean, he was getting near twenty carries. He exceeded twenty carries, I know, in Denver. And how how could you not dial back the workload to more like the eight to twelve touch range? If that, yeah, you know, someone and then. With maybe all things go well, then you unleash him again in the playoffs. But I think yeah, the Devin H and RB1 ship has sailed, especially since bye weeks are finally about to sail out to sea. Calvin Ridley Dinley. Din Did Didley? Dinley? Um, I can't Calvin Ridley Denny. We have been praying the film bros have yeah. been almost on their knees praying, like to start moving him around. Please stop making them just run solely on the perimeter. It seems like they kind of did that in week 11 against the Tennessee Titans, and he responded with his first elite game since week one. Also coincided with Zay Jones's return. There are theories abounding that he can play more of the role he really wants to play when Zay Jones is in the lineup. What is your theory on Calvin Ridley? What does the data say? Was this a turning point or a, a, a one-off for Calvin Ridley?
0: I mean, look, the his only two good games with Zay Jones, and I and I posted last week about, like, this uh, Jacksonville offense cannot function without Zay Jones. And it sounds like a joke, but then a beat writer for the Jaguars agreed and said, yes, she just said, yes, that's correct.
2: And wow. It seems talk about unnecessarily elaborate. Like Doug, P- the, whole, the whole thing falls apart. If Zay Jones can't play. So we got to keep this guy healthy, but it's
0: true. It's actually true. The entire franchise depends on whether Zay Jones is in the lineup. And, uh, Man, uh, Calvin Ridley. Look, I I wish I had something interesting to tell you. I have nothing. He was not used in any different way yesterday against the Titans. No difference. A bunch of uh, uh, of low percentage sideline shots. He only ran twelve uh, percent of his routes from the slot. That's that's normal for him. So he's still he's still just plastered on
2: the outside, just running go routes. I don't know why it works with Zay Jones but it does I think I saw the former host of the show Josh Norris say they were at least having him maybe do slightly different routes I didn't know his slot percentage was still solo that's pretty nuts like why he's so teeny tiny give him some slot snaps seems like a good idea to me I th-
0: yeah I think he would he's actually really good from the slot and, and it's such a
2: was- route tactician too Yeah, like he'd be uh- amazing.
0: I think he would be dominant from the slot if they actually wanted to do that, but apparently that's not in the cards.
2: So Week 12, by the way, the Jaguars play the Houston Texans. It is a really good matchup for Calvin Ridley. If you want to go, quote, point chasing, maybe it is the Zay Jones. and I don't know. what. There must be clearly some difference in the routes from Zay Jones there. Maybe we're not film watchers, ball knowers enough to know quite what it is, but he seemed more comfortable yesterday yes. And both these games with Zay Jones. And so maybe we can 48 and a half total, early total between Jags and Texans. Uh, I, for one, will be point chasing with Calvin Ridley because I was whatever the opposite of point chasing is. I was all, doing that even before yesterday because I had to keep starting him. Um, I had absolutely no choice. So yeah, nice I did
0: to too. Mind. I had to start him in two lineups. And hey, it was fun
2: for one week. Yeah, nice to finally get some fantasy points from Calvin Ridley. The Bills got some real points, uh, mostly clean game, too. There was one Josh Allen interception that was the first half Hail Mary. But successful first week with Joe Brady replacing, in your opinion, the Ken Dorsey did nothing wrong, scapegoat. Uh, I didn't agree at all. You can check out old episodes of the show if you want to hear a debate on that. But any interesting takeaways, any new wrinkles from one game with Joe Brady It's the smallest possible sample size? But did you find anything cool when going through the Week 11 Bills uh, data and snap breakdowns? I did.
0: I found some stuff, Pat. Um, I I wanted to start with – The Bill's new offensive slogan slash philosophy, uh, as explained by left guard Connor McGovern last week, the philosophy, pet is, quote, don't get bored, unquote. Um, Quote, take the shorter throws, running game, play at a good tempo, McGovern said. We stayed true to what we talked about during the week and it worked. Uh, the the writer says, translation, the emphasis was taking the small profits in the passing game, grinding away yards in the run game, eliminating turnovers, and avoiding penalties. And that's what we saw here. Uh, they went to the
2: football Wikipedia, it sounds like, on how to win a football game.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, so <clears throat> in his first game under the new offensive coordinator, uh, Josh Allen's average depth of target was 6.8. That's way under his season-long ADOT of 8.5. Only nine percent of his throws went over twenty yards in the air. That's way down from his season-long rate, and uh, yeah, they, they continue to be pretty pass-heavy in the red zone, which is nice. But yeah, uh, this this is a team that's going to dink and dunk you to death, and um, I think that that's cool for Kincaid. I mean, really cool for Kincaid. It's bad, bad for bad for digs. Bad for Allen, bad for everybody except for King. I feel
2: like it could be good for Diggs. He's another. How is he not like a total short area dominator?
0: I I don't know, but they're not using him that way.
2: Five straight games under 100 yards. Oh, by, the oh, way,
0: and on Diggs. by the way, in this don't in this uh, uh, don't get bored philosophy, Gabe Davis is Jover. I mean, it's <laughs> it's never been more Jover for anyone. <laughs> yeah in uh, sports than it is for Cape Davis.
2: The thing is they tried this in like weeks two to four where I think Josh Allen was on his best behavior and they had pretty good success and then he just got really hella mega bored as Kyle Dvorak might say and they went to London where I think everything kind of fell apart mm-hmm. Yeah, the Jaguars game in London is where it started to fall apart and had not really been reassembled until yesterday it was only this man he'd been really really struggling holy lord Josh Allen. Yeah Uh, But I think it could maybe work He, despite his like sort of like wild man reputation, he's pretty accurate on those throws. And he's the kind of quarterback who has such velocity that even on short passes, he can do what happened yesterday where he finds Khalil Shakir. He threads a throw to Khalil Shakir, who then had the runway for an 81 yard yak job touchdown. So I don't think it's like all hope is lost necessarily for this offense and the big plays. Um,
0: No, I, I mean that, that was all Shakir.
2: It was. But it, it kind of quarterback. Not every quarterback can even like thread that kind of needle. I can't. Yeah, remember no, exactly that, what You're for. right.
0: You're right about that. I, I think it's good for James Cook, who who saw some more action in the passing game. If they're if they're going to do this checkdown thing, um, Cook still you know running running a decent amount of routes. And uh, I mean, <clears throat> I say all this, and I'm and I'm down about it. But the Bills are fourth and pass rate over expected, so they are they are going to throw a lot. So they, these guys have that going for them.
2: After James Cook. Almost had the rug yanked out from underneath them in Week Ten. He did return season high seventeen carries against the Jets. Uh, of course, this game was out of hand. The, the Jets were literally benching their quarterback in the second half. But James Cook has maybe withstood like the best shot from the Bills coaching staff and like, all right, yeah, we don't have anyone better. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta.
0: He's, he's entered the Devin Singletary zone. Yes,
2: we. Yeah, he has. He survived his Devin Singletary Waterloo. Has come out <laughs> maybe a stronger RB two. Anything from Justin Fields' first start back? I believe it was his first 100-yard rushing performance of the season. One of his more poised passing performances I've ever seen. He did, of course, commit the game-ending turnover. They were well, they, they were already losing, but they were trying to do the game-winning drive. And it ended the way Bears game-winning drives always do with some horrible miscue. Yes. He had a really good game up to that point. Anything interesting in the numbers in Justin Fields' return?
0: I mean, the, the rushing was there, uh, which we had not – seen really consistently 14 rushes uh for 104 yards about six yards a rush um you know he was down he was tackled inside the 10 yard line i think twice uh or inside the five yard line i should say twice and you know so that that's that's what matters you know for fantasy purposes like that's what we we need to see so if that continues and the thing is they've been very they've been inconsistent about that right and one week, they're using him as a, as a runner with design rushes. And then the, the next week, they're like, you're dropping back, buddy, and you're throwing 45 passes. <laughs> and that doesn't work. That's, not, no. that's never going to work. Literally, no, never. Never going to be as For good. Justin Fields. Uh, so, that you know, it I was positive, definitely positive. And, I, you know, I hope folks started them. You're going to continue to do
2: that. Didn't notice much Tyson Bajan talk on the old bird machine Didn't or it to be happening. the sports talk radio that I never, ever listened to ever. <laughs> uh, it was encouraging. Coming back, from, what, four or five weeks away, I thought this is the kind of coach he's having was just going to put him back at square one. I just totally forget about the ways he had been having success before he injured his thumb. So I was encouraged by, all right, yeah, we're not doing that again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, they admitted mostly, more or less, how he should be used. Um, so th- that was good with Justin Fields. Is this Lions defense good? starting to seem very bad they're
0: okay they're they're, their secondary is pretty bad they do stop
2: the run big time yeah
0: i will get to that in a moment when we talk about the thanksgiving game but yeah it's got and it's gotten worse as the season has gone on
2: we're gonna talk about the thanksgiving game right after this because i think we should we should just skip the jets talk i mean nothing oh
0: i mean geez that I, i i feel like people should not be subjected to that
2: no tim boyle uh, people will watch the jets and understand like, think, I don't care who it is. Whoever they put in, has gotta be better than Zach Wilson. Uh, Tim Boyle will accept that challenge. Uh, he could very easily be worse than Tim, than Zach Wilson, um, and has I been throughout his career.
0: I do have one, one stat and then we can move on to uh, whatever we're going to talk about next. But, uh, Tim Boyle, uh, negative 0.86 adjusted yards per attempt on 14 pass attempts against Buffalo. All right, let's go.
2: seems really, really, really good. And, uh, Best of luck to the New York football Jets on what is known as Black Friday. We'll be right back after this. Your final helping of NFL football on Thanksgiving night is a battle of NFC West foes as Christian McCaffrey and the 49ers travel to Seattle to face the Seahawks. Plus, the holiday weekend wraps up on Sunday night in a star-studded matchup on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens face Justin Herbert and the Chargers in Los Angeles. And don't forget, find all your favorite NBC sports shows on Amazon Music. Said to Amazon.com slash NBC sports. Dan, it's pretty awkward on Thanksgiving day when your family's like, finally, dad is off on a weekday. You can actually hang out with the family and you have to inform them. I know it's Thursday, but I'm waiting all day for Sunday night tonight on NBC.
0: You're right. You're right. And and I've told, I've told them, do not talk to me. Before before Sunday night, because I'm waiting. I'm, I'm just <laughs> going to sit here waiting.
2: Yes, do not <laughs> approach Denny until the game. And then, of course, don't approach him at all once the game No, is
0: well, uh, I mean, you got to leave
2: the house. Yeah, you actually do have game. to leave the house. Go to the mother-in-law's. This, I don't care where you go. You can't stay here. As I watch Seahawks 49ers and NBC.
1: Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1
0: with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm. That's music to my ears. I can only talk.
1: Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity account. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services LLC member NYSE SIPC. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to keepitfunohio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
2: CX and 49ers is where we will end this preview portion of the show. We'll we will, of course. Begin in Detroit, Michigan, where the Lions, for the first time in forever, are the good team in the Thanksgiving matchup. And TV executives have to be like, finally, there's going to be two good teams in the early Thanksgiving game. The Lions are actually good, and then they send the Green Bay Packers there. But, Denny, we've been talking all year about how bad Jordan Love is, about how bad the Packers are, but uh, they looked okay in Week 11. Back-to-back weeks now, Jordan Love has had the best game of his career, Packers are kind of hanging around the back end of the playoff race. They're four and six. Jordan Love, there's so many caveats to what happened for him in Week 11. He never had a 300 yard game until, of course, he faced Brandon Staley. Who, right? This is the worst coordinated defense in the entire league. Um, also, maybe of all time.
0: Man, you know some guys, some coaches are good at getting mad. Brandon Staley's not good at getting mad.
2: I know. Like, I feel like he's gonna get a reporter to like actually fight him. Cause like a reporter would be like really scared. If <laughs> you know, Dan Campbell or Mike Rabel did that, when, yeah. But still like, uh, like the guy, for the, like screw, it, I'm going to fight dude. this guy. I, I, hey, and
0: man. and listen, I get it because I'm a I'm a guy who when I get mad, people don't even understand that I'm mad. You know, <laughs> like they're like, wait, what's what's going on here? And I'm like I'm like ready to like run through a wall. And they're and they' I don't I don't understand this because. You're acting just strange. That's the same with Brandon Staley. Are you? Are you Brandon? Are you mad? That that press conference was uh, atrocious. I it mean, was. really hard to watch.
2: It was so uncomfortable. I, it was one of the classics. I couldn't even get through it. I kept starting it. Like I can't watch this. this oh, no.
0: Oh, it's excruciating. Oh my gosh. It was excruciating. Um, anyway, back to Jordan Love.
2: Yeah. So Jordan Love coming off the two best starts of his career. Yeah. Is he streamer worthy? Mm-hmm. We mentioned it was a perfect matchup for Week 11 and the Chargers, who just cannot stop anybody. then as we mentioned before the break, the Lions have gotten very leaky in their pass defense, especially the back end of their pass defense. They do have Aiden Hutchinson keying an okay pass rush. But can Jordan Love, all 32 teams playing for Week 12, is he in the streamer mix or is is this too much of a reach? I think so.
0: You know, I always hesitate with this early Thanksgiving game because honestly, the guys just seem like they're not awake. No, they're not. They're They're not ready to play at at noon. You
2: know, or,
0: or is it 11 o'clock? Detroit? It's
2: 1130 in the central time zone. Detroit is in the eastern time zone. It's one of those cities where oh, you right. live on the true eastern seaboard. You probably have, you know, no one ever cares on the east coast. Like what's like, like east of New York, like, who cares what time zone? It's, in? it's not the east coast. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. Detroit is in the eastern
0: time All right. Zone. Well, I mean, it's just too early for these guys. But uh <laughs> I always like when they send a west coast team. Poor west coast team. I know. I'm uh, surprised anyway.
2: the Chargers don't have the indignity of playing. Oh my
0: today? gosh, that would be so funny. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I mean, the Lions are the fourth most extreme pass funnel on the season. Uh, they're allowing the sixth highest uh, dropback EPA since week six. So really being exploited on the back end uh, uh, because I think they're not good in the secondary, but also they're really good at defending the run. Yes. And I can tell you one thing. That AJ Dillon as the lead back is not going to lead to a prosperous run game. In no, fact, no. it will be completely the opposite. Because man, AJ, D- I saw your post. The Packers can't quit AJ Dillon. No. I don't get it. I it's the most perpl- one of the most perplexing things in the NFL right now. The fact that the Packers, because I guess Dillon is a system knower, are just committed to this guy every time Aaron Jones is out.
2: It is absolutely crazy. It was it's been so crazy. People do, sorry to do hashtag people forget, but people forget Aaron Jones was one of the most effective goal linebacks in the entire league before they drafted A.J. Dillon, and they just like totally moved away from that for no reason. It is interesting. I feel like they were beginning to dip their toes into moving away from A.J. Dillon in Week 11 against the Chargers. They've been involving Emmanuel Wilson, someone who I barely know anything about. But like Aaron Jones, he got injured and was carted off. Like Aaron Jones, it was somehow ended up being minor despite looking really bad. It's a shoulder injury for Emmanuel Wilson. but It's just like an impossibly quick turnaround for either of these guys to play. Emmanuel Wilson might get a harness on, might get a painkilling injection. He might play, but it just seems like all A.J. Dillon for the Packers on Thanksgiving, like you said, it's just not a good matchup for that. And with the whole field active, despite the supposed workload A.J. Dillon's going to get, I will have a little trouble getting him in the top 24. He'll probably be in like that, that very low end rb2 range but i would keep my expectations very very in check for aj dylan on old turkey day
0: so yeah i think that just from a volume standpoint i i could see jordan love getting there for you know not not qb1 purposes but maybe top 15 something like that
2: i didn't prepare you for this one but anything at all on the, the packers receiver core i watched this game yesterday Dontavian wicks continue to pop up for big plays. Romeo Dobbs continued to get targeted in the red zone and the end zone score a touchdown. Christian Watson kept getting one end zone target after another. and Finally, finally converted. Jaden Reed, his usage seems capped in the passing game, but they got him carries. He had three carries, 46 yards, a 32-yard touchdown. Yeah. It seems like kind of a stalemate between all these young receivers. Is there anyone breaking away I- or, or not really?
0: Jaden Reed has at least six targets in three or four games, which is, which is pretty good considering he's not running a, a ton of routes. He isn't you know, the 70% range. Uh, Romeo Dobbs is just, just an enemy of the regression files at this point. All <laughs> yes. the guy does is score touchdowns <laughs> inside the 10 yard line. And it's really annoying me. So if they could just stop that, that would be great. Um, but you know that they they clearly like see him as the red zone dude. So whatever, I'm not mad about it. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So I mean, but but I, Dobbs Dobbs and Watson, because of the volume that we'll likely see, are pretty good plays, I think, against Detroit.
2: That's true. It is such. I didn't know the Lions were up to all the way being like the fourth most extreme pass funnel. That's a good stat. To know. And it's
0: also more. It's uh, it's become more pronounced over the past month.
2: And it jibes with the eye test. And It is also funny too. Uh, th- th- sometimes it's an unintended consequence of being so dominant against the run. Yeah. That like, it's like, well, whatever, I guess. And then people have probably re- then realize, oh, they actually are very exploitable back here, and we'll keep going back to that well.
0: So it's it's you're right. The, the Niners are are about the same sort of pass funnel, but the Niners are really are usually good. So it's it's that that that's the difference.
2: The Niners make more explosive plays too when you pass on them. Like they'll eventually. Eventually, force like a game changing f- fumble or turnover when I mean, the Lions have not been doing that. On the Lions' offensive side, I'll ask you about, I want to ask you about Sam Laporta in just one second if there's any concern there, but we'll have to start with the backfield. Gibbs Montgomery, we have two games of both of them at full health uh, out there running. If they keep scoring touchdowns, both of them, anything pop up in the data from week 11, anything changing here between the young first rounder? And the, the rugged veteran, I don't know. Yeah,
0: the He's grizzled here. veteran. Yes. I think you mean you mean to say, well, look, this is this is a good spot for both of these guys because uh the Green Bay is an extreme run final defense. The Lions were thirteen percent below their expected drop back rate in week four against wow. these Packers. Packers are allowing I'm gonna say it, Pat. Packers are allowing the eighth highest yards after contact per rush this season.
2: Wow.
0: Okay, so that that's all happening. So um can't tackle it sounds like. The, the it, that's that's what it is. Uh Montgomery leads gives 24 to 22 in rushing attempts over the past 2 weeks. Lions have the lowest pass rate over expected in the red zone. They are establishing it very very hard once they get inside the 20. Uh it it's such a good matchup. Then I'm a I'm a little nervous about all the pass catchers for the Lions.
2: Yes. And by the way, the Lions learned a very important lesson from Jared Goff's Rams oh. tape, which is never let this guy throw inside the 20. He can't do it. That, that's probably honestly maybe why they used a the first round pick in a running back. Like we need options in the red zone, man, because one of the options cannot be Jared Goff throwing. He will take a sack or throw a pick. Where he's throwing a lot of picks. On Sunday,
0: he was looking Jared, real, real bad.
2: Jared Gossman pretty shaky over the past month. I wonder if this whole Lions thing is teetering a little bit. Um, as I say, you know, they'll be 13 and two. So I just don't know. because <laughs> We were shooting them right. before the season. Like, I know they're on a 14 game winning streak, Denny, but I haven't really liked what I've seen.
0: I know I know they won the NFC title game, but we really don't know about this team yet. I
2: know that are <laughs> <So, laughs> like going for their third straight Super Bowl this weekend, but like <laughs> I haven't seen all I need to see if they don't win it are, are they good? That's true. I what I did see is Sam LaPorta's usage decreasing at all by the way. I sorry this is another one I didn't tell you I was going to ask you about. But uh, very concerning stat line coming out of week 11 and is, I think I saw someone say like his routes or snaps or something have been dialed back a bit the past. Is there anything to that? Are we getting any Sam LaPorta concern level? Yeah,
0: right, his his routes have have taken a little bit, a little bit of a hit, but mo- mostly I mean it's the nature of this Lions offense, I mean, you look at their drop back rate over expected over in recent weeks, it's 0, minus 10, minus 6, minus 1. Wow. And, um, you know, so if you have a target hog, magnet, a magnet hog, like Amon <laughs> Ra, then uh, it, that's going to be hard to get by, um, except for if you score a touchdown. I'm not saying that Laporte is strictly a touchdown-based guy, but look, he's a tight end. This is what happens. This is what happens when you're not Taysom Hill, and you're not getting stop. Oh wait, wait, wait! And you're not. (laughs) You're not getting seven rushing attempts inside the ten every week.
2: Danny, I think you forgot that how you got Where Is Your God Now in week 10 by Taysom Hill when he did absolutely
0: nothing. No, it was Algier.
2: It was Algier. <laughs> it was Algier. <laughs> Where, I, I, Taysom would have if Algier, yeah. hadn't. <laughs> if Algier hadn't first. It, was, it
0: was so much worse. It was it's, Algier. It
2: was someone every week. You're getting Where Is Your God <laughs> every, every week with some fringe player. <laughs> you, you only did this to yourself, Denny. I did. You didn't need to go so heavy on Donovan Peoples Jones.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. no, no <laughs> I, know. I, I know. Every time Rico Dowdle doesn't score 20 <laughs> fantasy <laughs> Exactly.
2: Four. There you go. There you, where is your God now? So, <sighs> on Rico Dowdle? And we're going to get to your God right now, the second game of the Thanksgiving triple header. This one's on CBS. First one's on Fox. The final one's on NBC. Uh, commanders arriving in Dallas of a very dispiriting effort where they got sunned by Tommy DeVito. Ooh. Real bad stuff. Real, real grim stuff. Just Ron Rivera basically crying, "Fire me!" And they're refusing to do so. At least, as <laughs> of the time of this podcast. Early line is the Commanders ten and a half point underdogs. Is this the end of the Sam Howell era of good feelings, or can we keep going back to this well, riding this horse in fantasy because the past attempts will never stop. Cannot stop. Oh
0: no, no, no. We're we're riding. We're riding into the sunset with Sam Howell. Look, Sam Howell's going to drop back. Per my calculations, eighty-four times against the, against is, the Cowboys, and and you know what, Pat, he's going to throw for two hundred and fifty yards on those eighty-four attempts. That's fine, and and two touchdowns, and we're going to take it, and we're going to be right. happy with it. Okay, right. uh, and, and yeah, so there they will. There will be no running, no running against the Cowboys. This literally year. none. No. I mean, and and I couldn't be happier about it. Um, but yeah, I think how Hal, how's fine as far as long as this Eric, the coached offense continues throwing it the backfield, uh, without Antonio Gibson, uh, against the giants broke down kind of like we expected 18 carries for Brian Robinson, six carries for the rookie Chris Rodriguez, but it was a good six carries 43 yards on the six carries. Uh, Robinson ran 33 routes to only eight routes for Rodriguez. Robinson caught seven of eight targets and, I foresee a game in which if, if, if Gibson is out, I think Robinson is a, is a candidate for double digit targets here
2: and Gibson running into the same problem. Every injured player for these short week games is this week. It's just such a quick turnaround that Antonio Gibson probably will miss uh, this contest. And yeah, same how this keep on riding, riding, riding to clear, clear your name. Uh, If you're Frank, if you're a Warren Zevon head, You'll know what I'm talking about. Just keep yeah. on riding, riding, riding. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well,
0: the, the six people who are listening who have heard of Warren Yvonne. will <laughs> really appreciate that.
2: That's true they will appreciate it. At least two of them will tweet at me because we all have the exact same sensibilities. And that includes <laughs> using X till the bitter, bitter end. Anyway.
0: Till the bitter end. Yes. The, uh real real quick. Um. Or wait, did you have another question on this game?
2: No. You keep going on this game. Keep cooking.
0: All right. All right. Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll cook here. Um. <clears throat> commanders are allowing the third highest dropback EPA over the past month. So Dak Prescott in this passing game is going to we cook, let's just say that. Since the trade deadline, when Washington got rid of its only two good defenders, uh, Washington has the sixth lowest pressure rate. so, I mean, it, 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 it's it's going to get ugly.
2: It's How are there five down. teams with a worse pressure rate than them since they traded? Oh Kansas. well, the
0: Raiders are one man. I, I don't know about this Max Crosby guy because man, the the Raiders are down horrific when it comes to pressuring the quarterback. Oh.
2: Interesting. So, but yeah, this this will be hopefully a fun game. The Commanders need to get like an early score. To if they don't, Sam House might break the single game sack record here. Like they, if, they, if they if they if they allow the Cowboys to spin their ears back. Maybe the Cowboys will be sleepy on the short week, but if, if the Commanders get down like fourteen to yeah. three in the first quarter, he's going to take like eleven sacks.
0: Well, he has been a little—he has been a little better with the, the sack avoidance of late. Um, that kind of regressed against the Giants a little bit, but I, I really—I think that the short area guys—Curtis Samuel, Logan Thomas, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson—if he plays—I think those guys will just be peppered here.
2: Uh, Curtis Samuel, by the way, got ejected in the second quarter on something. They kind of flew under the radar. That might have haywired the commander's offense a little bit. On the other side of the ball, Dak Prescott, we're hoping, will keep throwing. It it was kind of an aberration against the Panthers. He also kept throwing against the Panthers. He actually attempted 38 passes. The Panthers are very, very good at limiting big plays, though. The commanders are not good at limiting big plays. So We're hoping we're going to get that explosive Cowboys passing attack, but what we got in Week 11, Denny, was a Tony Pollard touchdown—the first one since Week One. Where's your God now? Rico Dottle had 10 <laughs> touches for 20 yards. He did absolutely nothing, Denny. Uh, is it still totally Jover for Tony Pollard, oh. or uh, was there anything beyond scoring that yeah. stood out to you from his performance? I'm, I'm, there, so. I'm happy.
0: <clears throat> Look, I'm happy that Pollard's off the schneid because he is on the magazine cover of my employer. So, I that's that's good. And I appreciate the Cowboys making the trip to Carolina specifically to get Tony Pollard. One touchdown. <laughs> oh, so.
2: <come> on. Goodness <laughs> <gracious>. <laughs> the whole week, the whole week was we got to get Jimmy to cry. Jimmy didn't cry. So now we got to get the touchdown. Come hell, hell or high water.
0: Just one though. Yes, we cannot get two. I uh, look the, uh, Dallas was still, like you mentioned was still pretty pass heavy. 11% over their expected drop back rate against Carolina they're they're one of the pe- run heaviest sorry pass heaviest teams in the <laughs> league since returning from their bye week. Um so they're they're avoiding they're avoiding Tony Pollard, uh Rico Dowdle by the way. <laughs> by the way, over the past four games I just want to say that the underlying metrics are suggesting very strongly that he is their better option, but uh I think that Dowdle look if this game's a blowout, if this game's like nasty, like disgusting, weird sideways game script Doddle's gonna see some usage, so don't completely poo-poo him.
2: Well, if he doesn't, I'm gonna get up from Thanksgiving dinner at my parents' house and text you. Where is your god now? <laughs> when I see Rico Doddle get like tripped up for a one-yard carry at the 32-yard line or something, then immediately <laughs> subbed out, I will be got hold. Hold on, like my d- dad's in the middle of a story. Like, oh, I gotta go do something, real quick. and they come in. You're swe- sweating profusely. <laughs> they come in the living room just texting very angrily. Like, what are you uh, doing? Texting Denny. Where's this God now, huh? Uh, after I finish sending the text, Rico Doddle scores. <laughs> <laughs> 65 yards. Yeah, yeah. But uh that will be neither here nor there. That's uh we'll put a lid on this game. The final game of the day, of course, NBC and Peacock. Set 8:20 p.m. Eastern Thursday evening. Really banged up Seahawks hosting the 49ers. Geno Smith's trying to play through some sort of like triceps injury. He did play through it for a series on Sunday. It seems like he'll go. It does not seem like Ken Walker and his oblique injury will go. Zach Charbonnet 21 touches in Ken Walker's absence against the Rams. He did not do very much with them. 69 scoreless yards. Zach Charbonnet, am I wrong? It seems like he like will truck stick a guy like once or twice a game. It doesn't really do anything other than that. Uh, How are we feeling about Zach Charbonnet against the 49ers with Ken Walker likely sitting on the short week?
0: Yeah, right. I mean, Zach Charbonnet is is carrying on the grand Seahawks Tradition of running through an MF's face.
2: Yeah. C- C- know, C- like C- that's that's
0: what that's what he's doing. He does not <laughs> seek daylight. He just no, no. He he will break through the line and then run diagonally toward a defender <laughs> so that he can hit stick. <laughs> he <laughs> he Did you say truck stick him? Truck hit, stick, yeah. Truck stick. Whatever. I don't know what the Zoomer is saying. You but, can say
2: hit stick too, actually. Yeah,
0: and, and yeah, but uh, he he could be a scam though. He uh, caught six of six targets. Um The Seahawks will probably be passing a lot because I I I actually like the Niners to just decimate the Seahawks oh, here. Really? Uh, yeah, decimate. It won't. Well, I, we want well,
2: this game to be close. You
0: you should watch it. It'll be fun. It'll be a fun decimation to watch. Timmy, you work you for
2: think. the Comcast Corporation, and yet you don't want the game to be close. Yeah, Curious.
0: I look. I'm a fantasy football guy. I watch anyway.
2: Yeah, like true. That. that is one thousand percent okay.
0: Right? You, you, we we love a blowout. Ble- weird, fun things happen in a blowout. Sure. Uh, yeah PFF grades the Niners pass rush as the top pass rush in the league PFF grades the Seattle blocking or Seattle pass blocking as the 10th worst in the league Gino is being pressured in 40% of his drop backs I mean it's going to be nasty for Gino I think
2: and I guess the only good news the 49ers defense kind of banged up again and not a short week but yeah they are it is a road trip but they're just going up the coast it's not too too taxing of a road trip for the 49ers and I believe the 49ers have just had their number, too. Um, oh, yeah. Playoff yeah. game actually was kind of close for a little bit, but it does seem like a red light game for the Seahawks. It's blinking very I, concerningly. You
0: know, the 49ers, when they have all their guys healthy, are really quite... They're terrible. a Death
2: Star. It's pretty unfortunate. It's, Brock, it,
0: it, they are. I mean, look, when the Dolphins... When, when it's injuries off, it's the Dolphins versus the Niners. In the Super Bowl.
2: It, it, by the way, I realized yesterday... That Tua, how similar Tua and Brock Purdy are, and like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And I mean that is a good in a good way for Brock Purdy too. And we've, you've, I know you've dabbled a lot into a true thing, but and it's not just a Kyle Shannon thing. But I, I feel like that Brock Purdy is a pretty good Tua comp, and um, that this like I've, exci- I've learned to accept Brock Purdy's good. It's, it's fine. It's whatever. Maybe it's a system, but someone's got to execute the system, and he's doing it. And like, I don't know if they're slightly different stylistically. Brock Purdy maybe is he bigger than Tua? Uh, I'm not actually sure. Yeah. But I realize they are very, very similar, and that's helped me to embrace Pro- Brock Purdy a little more and just accept that he is actually good. and That he's not going to magically get bad all of a sudden, <laughs> and uh, he will continue getting away with
0: it because he's the right it's man. It's a sensitive right thing, though. It's a sense You know, the the Niners. they they're they're like I said, all their guys are healthy. Things are clicking. Like they're like you said, they're a Death Star. As soon as one guy chips a fingernail, it's over. That like it is it's, true. It's just, it's just a sensitive thing. And as soon, if they get down by 10 points, oh man, it's, it is over. Just call it. Like the refs should just call the game because the whatever, Shanahan, Purdy, whoever is involved, they can't come back. They cannot play play from behind.
2: I feel like the 49ers do a better job of ensuring that doesn't happen and stay. they have a more kind of man for all seasons running game than the Dolphins do, I feel like. Even if Christian McCaffrey got hurt, I have more faith in like Kyle Shanahan keeping his running game mm-hmm. like duct-taped and glued together than I do the Dolphins. I do think that's a big difference. Between, of course, the defensive yeah. personnel for the 49ers is a big difference. But, yeah, they are unsurprisingly turning out to be very similar operations who identified very similar quarterbacks. We'll end with the 49ers and just Debo. They got him a touchdown in Week 10 but is he starting to just feel like the odd man out to you? Someone's got to be the odd man out with all these elite skill players and the way they like are just pasting people a lot of weeks. You're just not going to get a lot of passing volume. They they really, they seem very half-heartedly committed to the Debo rushing thing. He got only one carry in week 11, only four targets. He's exceeded four targets uh, zero times, like his past five appearances, a lot of injuries mixed in there, but is there a Debo Samuel I mean, I'm sure people have already been concerned. What is your D-Book Samuel concern level? He remains really
0: good when he gets the ball. Uh, But there, you know, it's a it's a it's a run first offense. And it it was this past week against the Bucks, uh, five percent under their expected drop back rate. Uh, It's a run first offense where one or maybe two pass catchers is going to eat. And sometimes you're not it. And most of the time that's Debo and that whole rushing thing. We talked about this in the preseason. As long as McCaffrey's in there. Yeah. It's like the, whole, the whole Debo thing, rushing thing, it's, it is over. And the beat writer said, no, they don't see him as a rusher at all. You know? And that, so that's a huge chunk off his, what, what used to be a really nice fantasy floor. And then you add the pass catching to that. It used to be a fun little thing, but I, I don't know what to say about Debo beyond that. It, you're going to, it's very high variance right now.
2: It is weird that they just like, well, Brandon Ayuk's the the real receiver now because Debo was such a good receiver two years ago. He it was, was but
0: Ayuk is so good.
2: Yeah, is I so know good. you,
0: I know you know that, but I, yeah. he's he like the I don't watch the games obviously, but the metrics are just in love with Brandon Ayuk.
2: I was not counting on George Kittle. Where's your God nowing Debo Samuel? By the way, I thought Kittle is going to be the odd man out, but he's been where's your God nowing Debo very I, hard. <laughs> <laughs> he he,
0: where'd you got where's your god now me because i've had him in the regression files and the negative part last week he can't get away with it and he got away with it he immediately got away with it
2: Uh, we got away with finishing yet another roto football show it was a really good time day i was feeling kind of loosey-goosey
0: yeah i mean it's a it's a weird time of year
2: it's a weird week everything is during the football season you get so routine oriented in this job and yeah routines are just shot to high heaven this week but I really enjoyed the show. Going to really enjoy the show we do on Tuesday with Kyle Dvorak. When we break down all the non-Thursday games on the week 12 slate, it's a full slate this week. No bye weeks. Buys do for some reason, return in week 13. Um, they should maybe get a non-computer on making this NFL schedule, I feel like. But uh, So we'll be back with Kyle tomorrow. Denny's going to have the regression files. I'm going to have the rankings out a day early this week on Wednesday. So you can make all your lineup decisions before Thursday morning. Where Again, the first game is at 1130 Central Time. I don't speak in Eastern Time. So we're going to have everything out a little early this week. We're going to have you covered. So for Denny Carter, I'm Patrick Darty, Keep it locked to rotorworld.com. We will be back later.